This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Good afternoon, church. Happy Sabbath again. Our young people deserve another hard amen. Put your hands together for our amazing, talented young people. You, you see, we are so accustomed of talking so much about the, everything bad that people do. We're, our minds are so wired to look at all the negative stuff. And when our young people are doing something good, we're so quiet. Hey, man, they did so nice. Our young people are on fire for the Lord. Come on, come on. Yes, 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 yes. Amen, amen. We, we thank God for the amazing group of young men that we have here at Plantation and the amazing way God is using them. Uh, they have blessed us today. Um, it's, it's almost as if we could go home, but the Lord has a word for us today. And um, it's my prayer that you will receive this and that you will be blessed, that your life will be changed by the word God has for you today. Um, please pray for me as I share the word. All week I've been um, down. Uh, this is the flu or just a simple cold, whatever, but it, it really did a number on me. And I'm still struggling a little bit. <clears throat> so please pray for me as I deliver the word. I want to give Pastor Rose thanks um, for trusting me to share the word this morning. And uh, Elder Mo, our first elder, for the opportunity, for the uh, inviting me to spread the word with you this morning. I also want to thank Dr. Malone for, for helping me, for her, her insight and for sharing some articles and supporting this message, make sure that it's relevant. I just want to make sure that everything is, 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 is backed up and is covered and the facts are correct so that we will be blessed by what the Lord has to say this morning. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to be able to be used by you. I ask now that you will take over, that it would not be me, dear Father, but move by your Holy Spirit, that you would touch someone with your words this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. And amen. I begin by sharing that I um, 
so in love with how lions carry themselves. This is my favorite animals, right? Uh, I am I'm fascinated with, with, with their, the, the beauty of what lions do and, and, and their, their, the weight, the, the magnificence of this lion. They're... Lions are so amazing, right? They're dangerous but beautiful. And God has created these amazing, massive, in height, weight, and strength, nature's most fearless predators. Apex predators, I should say. And they're known for their, 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 their proneness, their, their skill. They're known for their ability to, to, to study their prey. They're, they're known for their skillfulness. Carefully and skillfully they study their prey. Watching and waiting to make a move. And slowly they get closer and closer and closer to their prey. And when the target is in sight, they move quickly to shorten the distance between them and the prey. Alert, but most time distracted. Other animals try to escape, but when they notice it's too late, and then comes the takedown. Lions sometimes change their, their strategies, the way they're, they attack, but, but, but the most effective one is to suffocate their prey. And they, they do this by, by continuing to bite the throat and restricting the airflow, causing asphyxiation or by delivering a precise bite to the neck, aiming to break the spinal cord or cause rapid paralysis. In the book of 1 Peter 5.8, Peter wants us to be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, plows around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The enemy attacks Christians in the same way. He, he studies you, watches your, your every move. He, whatever makes you smile, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you sad, he waits and when the time is right... When you're at the weakest, when you're distracted, when you least expect it, it launches off to use to suffocate you and control your mind. Every negative thought, every trauma, every, every disappointment, everything that triggers and emotions, he studies your every move and he uses it against you in an attempt to try to control you and you don't even know it. Oh, my friends, we live in a, a sinful world, in, in a constant battle between good and evil. And the enemy is nonstop trying to grab a hold of our mind. He carefully enters into our homes and creates division. And he uses the everyday cares of life to divide us, to slowly and decisively control our controllers. And we don't even know this is what he's doing. Oh, I thank God that we have a friend in Jesus. When tempted and tried, we can run to him for help. 
He promises that he would never leave us nor forsake us. The enemy can try all he can, but greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Church, when our minds are stayed on Jesus, where we are in the word and in prayer, he gives us vigor of mind and the strength to overcome. As long as our minds are stayed on Jesus, the enemy will not have control. But let's not fool ourselves. The enemy would not stop trying to, to, to destroy you and I. He's not going down without a fight. Hence the reason why Peter warns us to be alert and of sober mind. And by the way, Peter is speaking, speaking by, by experience. Big mouth Peter, bold in flesh, but weak in spirit. He thought he had it all under control, but unaware of his emotions, Peter snaps. What are you saying, Elder Mike? Please explain. In the book of Matthew 26, we find Jesus speaking to his disciples. Matthew chapter 30, 26, starting from verse 31. Then Jesus, then Jesus told them, this very night you would all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I would never. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answer. This very night before the rooster crows, you would disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I die with you, I would never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Let me show you what this sounds like. If Peter was a Jamaican, this is what that looks like. That's exactly what this looks like. What are you talking about? Peter and all the other disciples decided they're going to, I don't know what he's talking about. We are here with you and we are not going nowhere. See, we all respond in different ways based on our experiences. It is natural to respond in a normal or traumatic uh, respond in normal or traumatic circumstances, expressing the feelings of sadness or happiness. We may react out of empathy or compassion, or the circumstances could just send us in a state of a, a shock. Receiving distressing news can trigger feelings of anguish or despair, and when this occurs, we may tend to feel the sense of a, a sense of hopelessness, helplessness, and a heaviness in our emotions. Peter received some serious news. His master was about to be taken, and he, and, and he was about to be killed. I can only imagine the range of emotions while trying to process the news. And to make matters worse, Jesus said to him, You, Peter, 
you are going to deny me not once, but three times. Like Peter and the disciples, we, are all, we all go through painful experiences, the loss of a loved one, perhaps, a marriage that did not work out. Maybe you have experienced hurt and rejection over and over and over again. During these times, the enemy doubles his attack, lying and trying to suffocate our mind with negative thoughts. He uses the truth and mixes it with lies. Lies that sounds similar to this. I am too tired. I don't have time for anyone right now. Just want to be alone. Or you may say, I am lonely. Nobody cares about me. I'm not good enough. I'm feeling down today, you may say. I don't look good. I'm not in the mood. Look at me. Or you may feel stress. And in an attempt to feel better, many of us end up using substances or we end up looking at our, on our computers or end up doing things to calm our, our stress. I don't know who put this here, but I'm going to use this one. I, I, I worked so hard, I deserve to buy a new pair of shoes. Sounds familiar, right? Well, this is, this is not just men, I mean women. It, it happens to men as well. We, we, we lie to ourselves. Our emotions lie to us and say, because I work so hard, I need to go buy this right now. You don't really need it. You, have, you already have a blue shoes. But because this other one looks bluish or reddish or yellowish or greenish, you decide to get all the issues shoes just because your emotion is telling you you deserve it right now. And what ends up happening is, you go out, you spend, and then you're even more stressed now because now you have to work harder or harder to make up what you just spent. These are the trick of the enemy. that He uses on a daily basis and we don't even realize it. Ignoring the signs, we, 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 we say to ourselves, we have all heard this, that's who I am. I would never change. This is what the enemy does. He messes with our emotion and I'm not unable to comprehend what is going on and why we are having these feelings. We end up making choices that suffocates our mind and distract us from attaining the abundant life Jesus desires for us to have. It, it, it's unfortunate. That among those decisions, many of them end in suicide. But I thank God for our loving Savior and the example that He has left for us. An example that we can find in Matthew 26, start, uh, chapter 36, and it says, Then Jesus went with His disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And He said, he said to them, Sit here while I go over there to pray. Now remember at this point, Jesus was with his disciples. Uh, just 11. We know that Judas went off to betray him. So he, he is with his 11 disciples. And he said to Peter, James, and John, you come with me. Verse 37. He took Peter 
and his two sons of Sibidi along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Here is the lesson. Let's not miss this. Scripture says in Hebrews 20, 10, 25, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together. Do not forsake the community, the, 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 the village, because it's important for encouragement and to strengthen one another. But don't miss this. Not everyone has the same capacity. What am I saying? Not everyone is able to respond the same way. It's not because they don't care. It's not because your issues don't matter. It's not because they're more important than you. It's simply because their Christian tank is different than yours. Their level is different than yours. Uh, let me put it this way. Many are convinced, but not all are convicted. So I repeat it again. Many are convinced, but not all are convicted. So, so, so we're finding that they're trying to grow. We all are. So no, no, no one is perfect. We're all here trying to heal and grow together. Therefore, Jesus took his three disciples, Peter, James, and John. Why? Because this was his inner circle. And don't take my word for it. Let, let me show you what I, mean, what I mean by this. Mark 5, 37, and this is when Jesus raised Jairus' daughter. And who was there? Mark 5, 37 say, He did not let anyone follow him except for Peter, James, and John. Let, let's look at what Matthew 17, 1 has to say. This is at Jesus' transfiguration. Who was there? After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and he led them up a high mountain by themselves. He took his inner circle. So Jesus took his inner circle with him, and he began to pour out. He began to share his emotions. He began to, sh to, to, to just let them know, be honest and vulnerable of where he was and how he was feeling. Jesus began to say, this is where I'm at. I'm just being transparent. I, yes, I know that you, think, you, you say I'm the Messiah. You repeat it. And I've been teaching you all this. But this is the truth. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm sorrowful to the point of death. He's speaking and sharing and, and, and letting his, his, his inner circle know exactly where he was. Verse 38. And he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, Father... If it's possible, may this cup be taken away from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. You see, although Jesus had his inner circle, his ultimate source of strength comes from his Father. 
Regardless of the circumstances, let your emotions send you running into the loving arms of Jesus. There you would find strength and peace to overcome the raging storms of life. In Jesus, you will find strength to overcome. In Jesus, you will find the courage to turn off that computer. In Jesus, you will find strength to let go. In him, you will find strength to hold on. In Jesus, you will find the strength to seek help. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And his desire for us today is to surrender it all to him and experience abundant life. Verse 40. When he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Don't you think for a moment, because you have an inner circle, that everything is going to be just fine? There are human as well with their own set of emotions seeking for healing just as you are. Therefore, when things don't go your way, when someone says something that offended you, don't be quick to react. It could be because this person is just dealing with something at the moment, insecurity. Maybe it's a trigger of the past, uh, past trauma. And, and without thinking, they open their big mouth like Peter and the relationship is ruined. But it is my prayer that God would help us to be alert of the tricks of the enemy. He plays these tricks and tries to suffocate us, confuse us, and, and divide us. But I pray that he will give us a love for one another so strong that we will look beyond the offense and see a child of God who is in need. In need. I pray that he will, will look behind, beyond this, the, 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 the offense and see a soul who is in need just as you and I. May God help us to be able to extend the grace needed to heal and grow together. Verse 41. Watch and pray so that you would not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here Jesus warns Peter to watch and pray. And what did Peter and the two other did. They fell asleep. Peter, in an attempt to lull his emotions, he falls asleep, ignoring the signs, and he snaps. Matthew 26, verse 51. Uh, here we see, after Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss, it says, Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend. Then the man stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Who is this companion? John said, wait, wait, wait. Let, let's, let's set the record straight. So in John 18, 10, he says... Peter, Simon Peter, 
who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. Nowhere in the Bible says that Peter was mad. Nowhere in the Bible say that he was shouting and carrying on. The Bible does not describe that. The brother's simple snap. Peter's emotions were going crazy after years of living and doing the unthinkable. Then came Jesus and he changes his life. Showing things that only he and two others had privilege to see. Then Jesus broke the news. And say to him, Peter, you will deny me. And Peter say, I would never deny, deny you. But unable to recon reconcile his feelings, he, Peter, gets up, strapped his sandals, and determined to prove Jesus wrong. He snaps. Some of us have been living with a trauma. Perhaps daddy was never around, he rejected you, never showed you attention. And believing that you have left these feelings behind, so someone comes around, rejected you, and you react by going into isolation, or you react by treating them the same way. Maybe you are like Peter. I'm going to say it as it is type of person. Caring or not caring or caring to, to, to your own feelings. You pay no attention to the others, to others or their feelings. You just want to say it as it is, regardless of how others feel. I must say this. And I don't know where you are in your journey. But I've spoken to, 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 to um, a lot of men just to hear their story and where, and where they are. And, and, in, and in talking with them, I have found a lot of stuff. And I found this, the, 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 what I'm about to say to be true. For those who have resentment towards their parents. Friends, your parents are, are, are not bad parents. I might be a youth right now, you're listening. Your parents are not bad parents, right? Uh, and why am I saying this? They were shaped by the circumstances of the environment in which they were. They, they are responding, responding to, the way, to, 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 to the way they can by what they knew the best they could. They acted based on what they knew at the time. They were responding based on what they learned. Forgive me for this other statement. I'm just going to bring it home. I know that media and, and, and our society play a big part in, in, in our, our, our shaping our children and, and what they do and what they follow. I get it. We see it all over. The news is, is crazy. Anytime we see it, it's a young man or a young woman doing something crazy, acting all of violence. We see it all day long. But here is the truth. If our sons and daughters are behaving a certain way, it's because of us. 
if your daughter or son can't relate to Jesus, it's because they haven't seen Jesus in you. They cannot reconcile what you say with what you do. A Chilean study from 2016 showed that children exposed to violent behavior in their homes or communities are more likely to repeat these behaviors. They also have more emotional and behavioral complications down the line, particularly if the parents don't display emotional warmth. The same study found that these children were more likely to, likely to present symptoms of anxiety, depression, social withdrawal, and somatic complaints. Speaking from experience, there was a time where I was more concerned in, in being the, the authority than displaying Jesus. So often, we make a mistake by trying to correct the behavior instead of understanding their emotions, their feelings. So I know, of course, some issues with my, with my children. I am, I am well aware that I am guilty of what I've done. But I thank God because I have a great relationship with my boys. I am constantly pouring and sharing. I'm constantly bringing them into my space. I'm constantly allowing them to know where I'm at, what I've been through, and where I'm at today, and who made that possible. I'm constantly texting and calling them and letting them know that I love them. And every, every so often I would say, I'm sorry. The study shows that people gravitate to what's familiar. So if our children are, 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 are familiar to, to, to depression and anxiety, abuse, and, and, and lack of love, that's what they're going to gravitate to. Anything that they're experiencing in their home, in their society, they're going to gravitate to that because it's, it's familiar. It may be dangerous, but it's familiar to them. So they're going to gravitate to what they have been exposed to. Unaware of their emotion, unaware of the enemy and what he's trying to do, they gravitate to the very same thing that's causing them harm. So what I do with my boys is I am sharing with them because I want them to know what love feels like, what forgiveness feels like, what restoration feels like. I need them to know what all that feels like. So I invite them into that space so that when the enemy, when the enemy wants to trap them and the Holy Spirit is calling them home, it will not be something strange. I need them to know that that's, that's Jesus who is calling them home. I need them to understand that when you feel the, the feeling and it's just weird because I've never been there. That's Jesus calling them into a relationship with him. 
That's where I want them to be familiar. To be in the arms of Jesus is the best place to be in closing. Don't allow the enemy to steal the life Jesus has for you. I'm not saying that you're not going to have struggles and trials along the way, but Jesus promises that he would give you the strength to overcome. If you have drifted away, come home. Come home to the village. We're better, better together. Find an inner circle. Stay close to them. Keep them close, but keep Jesus closer. He will keep you sober, sober and alert. Ellen White says that Jesus saw divine strength in the secret place of prayer. In communion with his father, he could unburden the sorrows that were crushing him. In communion with his father, he found comfort and joy. Don't ignore the signs. The enemy is trying to confuse you, suffocate you, destroy you. But the Lord is calling you back into a relationship with him. The Lord wants to take away, remove your, the, the, the feelings of depression, anxiety, the confusion, what the enemy is saying, is saying to you, the lies that he's speaking into your mind. Young man and woman, you can't do this on your own. You can't do this on your own. He's trying to confuse you to believe that you can. And then you reach far in life to know that how many mistakes you have made because you have tried on your own. But guess what? It doesn't matter how far you have gone. Jesus' love can still reach you. The enemy just keep lying. Messing with your identity. Confusing who you are. And the only way you can find your place back is in the arms of Jesus. Come home. Allow him to heal and restore what the enemy has taken away. Only he and through he alone you will experience comfort and joy. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.